Hello and welcome to the Take Your Data Points and the Goals Will Come podcast. I'm Gal, he's Brian. Yep. Another league down. The winners were not who we would have expected after the first couple of games, but definitely made a big comeback. Uh, and proved and proved us both wrong. Again. <laughs> yeah, and, and proved uh, Pewter right, as always. Oh, Pewter. Why do you have to be so right? <laughs> the final score of the league final was Kilkenny 223 to Tips 217. And uh, that puts Pewter at 70% success rate at guessing Division 1 games, me at 62%, and Brian at, 60, at 49%. Just under a coin toss, still pretty good. You're very nearly a pretty penny, Brian. Thank you. This was, um, this, I, I, I don't know, I, I think the game that I saw and the game that was written about were two very different things. The game that I saw at points was, uh, it wasn't exactly what I call a spectacular display of hurling. I think there was a lot of, there's a lot of fumbling, a lot of odd passes and just kind of mistakes for a league final, which I thought would have been, you know, judging by the way how both teams were playing, let's say uh, in their last, in their previous matches, I, I really didn't expect. The first half, especially because I've, I'm uh, working on doing a video analysis for the website. Keep an eye out for that article. A uh, little plug there. I've just literally a few minutes before the, we've started recording. I've just finished uh, doing the first half of that, like mm. going through the events and I haven't crunched the numbers yet, but my God, neither team could catch a long pass from their own, <laughs> from their own side. Like each day, it was just sent the whole first half, just back and forth, one end of the pitch to the other. And neither team could keep possession. Most scores from both sides coming down to just freeze, usually from bad challenges. Only one minute extra time, bizarrely. Yeah, which is was a really kind of odd one. Um, and what can you say? Like, I suppose towards the end of that first half, like it looked like, oh, Tipper kind of Tipper ahead. They're kind of seem to be, uh, they, you know, they seem to be going fine. Not exactly a spectacular game by any measure. But maybe given nerves or whatever, you'd think, okay, fair enough. That you know, both teams still in it at the half. It's it's at least, if not the most skillful thing, it's at least competitive, and there's some tension and there's some excitement. And mm. you know, Nolan Park, as I said, I thought it was a weird choice picking a non-neutral venue. But in fairness to it, like it because it's a smaller stadium, it was absolutely packed. There was a great atmosphere at it. Mm. And within that second half, really, things just changed. Yeah, completely. Uh, Completely and utterly for Kilkenny, especially with the goal, you know. With be- be- the- before we get too much into the second mm. half, can I sidetrack us slightly? Because I noticed in this one, Tipperary took a really long time to get out of the tunnel at, after half time. Yeah. The same thing happened to Clare earlier this league in Nolan Park. Have Kilkenny constructed a maze, possibly one with sliding walls, so it's different every time, to discombobulate their opponents coming into the second half? Is this a secret to the like Kilkenny third quarter? That we've always feared, just that they they have a they have a secret maze between the away dressing rooms and the pitch. Maybe it's not even the same team that comes out. Maybe it's just like Maybe very. If you looked very closely, they're wearing wigs and um, they're not actually the Tipperary team. And the real Tipperary team is released after the game, and no one's going to believe them if they tell if they told people the truth. And that's really what's happened. I, I think there's some legs to this conspiracy theory, but, um, you know, whatever it is, it was something because Tip did not come out in that second half the same way Kilkenny did. Yeah. Believe it, sheeple. 
this is um your foremost hurling an- analysis and uh conspiracy theory podcast as of now we need to come up with merchandise that we can you know sell to protect people when the world ends due yeah. to uh, brian cody Brian, Brian Cody pyramid hats and uh, yeah, I, I don't know vitamins that will uh, vitamins that will protect you from chemtrails. That's it's all going on in the shop. Uh, we're we're doing a shop now online. It's going to fund fund our cause, and our cause is money. I mean, there's there's a, definitely an opening for um, Alex Jones of GA. You know, I'm pretty sure no one's taken that position yet. We can be the first. We can even be a niche or a niche. But um, yeah, this, the second half anyway opened terribly for Tip as Kilkenny just they just grabbed the slitter, scored a goal straight off the bat, and then they followed that up with another point. And How many seconds? It was maybe, what, it was first 30 first seconds? Yeah. First, Walter Walsh, like, just with the with the most vicious of goals, just like such a, like a direct run at goal, and just before anyone really had woken up to it, it's just like goal in the back of the net. And suddenly it changed from Tip being up by two points to being down by two points. And Kilkenny just pushed on from there. The first half mm. had quite a few lead changes, but Kilkenny absolutely dominated. I think after this 37th minute, Tip failed to score from play at all, mm. uh, which is incredible because they're normally such a good offensive team. Defensively, maybe a bit up and down, but they can always outscore teams. So to be held that much, um, like I, I do think... It's easy to get carried away with Kilkenny again. You know, I still don't think mm. they're where they were at, say, five years ago. But they have definitely found some reliable players, you know, to score. Obviously, they still have TJ Reid, but they found some others with, you know, Martin Keown. But they're defensively, they've been superb. And you saw it against Wexford as well. They've just shut down teams who normally score a ton from play. Mm. I think that's really what we need to be worried about, whatever about their... You know, their scoring still dependent mostly on Freeze and TJ Reid, but... They have such a strong defense that you have to take them seriously, whoever you are. And TJ Reid scoring 15 points, 11 free from freeze and one from a sideline. So, I mean, again, like TJ just contributing just over half of the score, we'll say, for Kilkenny. One thing I did notice and really seemed to be a thing for Tip was that they were just seemed to be giving away freeze. Um, like yeah. there was no tomorrow. Which is exactly what we told them not to do. And... A free given to TJ is essentially a free, you know, it's a point yeah. already in the bag. Perhaps they were a bit overconfident because very early on in the first half, TJ Reid went down with a knee injury and it looked mm. at the time quite bad. And I think it looked maybe like he could even be taken off, but he went and played on and obviously it it loosened up and kind of got back to normal as the match went on because he was, I think he missed one free right at the end of the match, which would have been a ridiculous one anyway. And they had it well won at that stage. Yeah, I think he's he scored every other shot other than that. He was he was superb. He was absolutely superb. They had the right idea. They just didn't finish the job. Like you know, you don't half try to do in TJ. You do you know? You, you need to you go take full him, Nancy Kerrigan on this. Exactly. You need to take him out fully, or you know, or not at all. And they they botched it. They had their chance. You know, you could have gone a man down for Tipperary, but like you know, really moving TJ from the equation probably worth it 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 didn't do them any any good in this one i think in total tip did score more from freeze than kilkenny did in this one but it wasn't you know it wasn't anywhere near enough and you know that was because they did get one goal from free uh their second goal slightly sloppy it kind of it, it was it almost off. saved but continued to keep its momentum kept it going so it just kind of it, crawled over the line it just it just toddled across and yeah. really at that point it was Kilkenny had a nine-point lead at that point. There yeah, was no it was a way. Goal. 
yeah, there was no way Kilkenny or they were going to come back against Kilkenny at that point, and it reduced to six. You know, so the score scoreline as it's shown really is kind of flattering. Really, yeah, I think like John O'Dwyer had a John O'Dwyer had a shot at goal, and that was say you know that was saved brilliantly. Very good save, yeah. But uh, like I mean. Really, kind of tip after that second half, like tip were locked in the second half. Tip were just locked out of the game completely. There was no, there was no question of them coming back in. Really, no. with at, at that sixty-five minute mark, I, I don't think there really was anyone who'd have thought, oh, they can still get back into this. And certainly that proved to be the case. Kilkenny were firmly in control and definitely weren't going to lose that lead. Kilkenny with their eighteenth league in total only one behind tip now but mm. uh, you know with the second most and this is their ninth league win under cody half of their leagues have come under his <laughs> it's uh, unbelievable like when you think at the start of this year people were calling for him to retire like and that kilkenny was done it was he did some job they had two two shaky games where they were figuring things out and then just never looked back from there just built momentum from there well, I did see I did see Darth Cody uh, retweet an article from Eddie Brennan um, calling for him. Um, it was time for uh, uh, Brian Cody to you know s- move out of the way and let DJ Carey take over. And I was kind of like, all oh, right, oh, well, clearly someone still needs to write some sort of a controversial article to sell papers. Yeah. Oh, it would, yeah. Those have aged so terribly in retrospect because I this mean, is this, like this, this is like this, just this is a couple of days ago. This was after oh, the match. What? <laughs> What's that? What? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I misunderstood. Oh, that doesn't make any sense. The, the, no. This, this league campaign, it's reminded of us, like, people calling for Cody to, you know, move on because the team was past it and, you know, he may as well leave with his pride or whatever. This league was a total reminder of why he is Cody and why he has that reputation. They started with nothing, and he just found new tactics to counter how teams have changed over the last couple of years. He found new players coming up, just totally turned the team around. And yeah, yeah after the second game, they were a totally different force. Again, like, not to get too carried away, they're not Kilkenny of 2009 or 2012 or anything, but they're certainly a top-tier team again. Like, they are mm. up there, uh, need to be taken seriously. Yeah, fair play to Cody. I think looking forward, Kilkenny are... A lot more hopeful now than they were a few months ago. Yeah, one league in the bag and looking forward to the championship. For Tip then, it was definitely uh, an underperformance. I don't think it was representative of what they can really do and what they'll be like later in the year, but definitely yeah, another year where they fell flat. You know, at least this time maybe they waited till the second half to fall apart, unlike last year where it was just a total, totally destroyed for the whole game against Galway, but... This is their fifth league final in a row now that they failed to win. They just seem to have a bit of a... Despite being the team with the most leagues overall, they just seem to have be building up a bit of a curse with it or something. Mm. But having said all that, you know, I, I do think it was probably a blip for them. I don't think this will be how they'll be for the rest of the year. I still think they did better than they did in last year's league final. Oh, definitely, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, 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 wouldn't, I wouldn't panic if I was a tip fan. I think, I think probably it's a case of, look... It probably is just a, a bad match. I don't think it's indicative of, of, of form to form going forward. I think it's just a case of it's unfortunate that they kinda of hit that blip when they did. Um and if these two sides were to meet again, I'd expect, you know, definitely a closer match. Yeah. 
And but I mean, even even Tipsode Manager was saying even before the second half, he was just felt that Tipple weren't quite in it and weren't quite playing the way they needed to be. And yeah. obviously it caught up with them then. Yeah, I, I mean, I think I wouldn't panic if I was from Tip, and I would, I suppose, be optimistic if I was from Kilkenny based on this match. Yeah. Yeah, not too bad. So, another league done, as we said. So, uh, now to drag in numbers, analysis. How did each team do? Mm. So, uh, first of all, I have in our podcast document, you at home, just, you know, visualize it in your head. But uh, I've, I've made a, a graph of tournament ratings. So the ELO rating system that my computer rating system is based off was originally designed for chess. This is another idea from chess, which is just looking at the games and the results and the quality of the opposition. What would the rating be of a team where you'd expect them to come out with the same results? So say, for example, in this one, Kilkenny, the ultimate winners, they have a tournament rating of 2190. So you'd expect a team rated 2190 to get the result they got. So it, it just gives you an idea of which teams overperformed, underperformed, and so on. But uh, mm. looking at the graph anyway, some definite stands out, standouts. Obviously, you have Kilkenny and Tip up high. The second best tournament rating was Limerick, which I think was interesting. Mm. Um, and I think really highlights just how much they improved. Because their ra- actual rating at the start of the year was 1855, and their tournament rating was 2138. So almost 300 points difference there. Like they were playing at a totally different standard from what we expected. Massive, massive improvement. And then on the other side, you see ones like Dublin have fallen a lot. They performed well below yeah. what was expected. Waterford performed well, well below expected. Galway's performance was 1901, which is like fine, but their rating at the start of the year was 200 points higher, so like big underperformance there. Yeah, I think you're, you're definitely seeing some different strata of teams emerging after all this. And funnily, Claire at 1972 starting off at 1952 the tournament performance would currently be expected from Clare yeah they're they're performing about where they should be which is nice because last year they performed below that so uh, yeah they seem Steady. to be that was rated about right they you know probably should have picked up one or two wins or performed a little better once here or there you know obviously mm. if they'd beaten Limerick in the quarterfinal if they just gotten in one extra point here or there, or conceded one fewer, that'd be quite different. It would be a lot higher, but um, solid performance from them. And yeah, obviously. And then the the worst performance of all belonged to Antrim, obviously losing all but one game, getting relegated. Yeah, uh, their performance would currently be expected from Meath. So you know, someone who's kind of mid table two A. So not a not a great result for them. Not a great compliment. And. Uh, then also, one, you can visualize if you want, but you could also maybe look at the ratings page on takeyourdatapoints.com, but uh, you can see how different teams' ratings have changed over the course of the league. Mm. And uh, again, most improved Limerick, they've gone from 8055 up to 1920 and will probably continue to rise if they can keep up that form. Top of the class. Yeah. Kilkenny, back up. It Despite starting off the season by, after their first two games, I think their rating was the lowest it had been for something like 20 years. And now it's up higher than it was at the start of the year again. Uh, Wexford continued to improve, as did Clare. Leash are a funny one. They have changed by minus one. They played six games and the rating changed as if they drew a game that they were very slightly favoured in. They are exactly, you know, we've been complaining before they had no momentum in either direction. And this, this is just, the computer is just backing this up now. They're perfectly the consistent. 1637 finished at 1636. They are actually perfectly consistent. 
awfully similarly, well, awfully have actually improved very, very, very slightly by from 1653 to 1656. So a plus three to awfully. On the negative side of things, then you see, again, kind of Galway, Dublin, Waterford, mm. uh, Antrim as well. All of them have had pretty severe drops uh, since the start of the year. Now, you know, some of them are a bit difficult. Like Galway had such a high rating to begin with, it would have been very difficult to maintain. They would have had mm. to win pretty much everything to maintain that, but uh, definitely underperformed. Yeah, certainly did and this year. Really, yeah. Even even in their wins, just didn't have great scoring margins, things like that. They just didn't look confident. Waterford, similarly, being bottom of the class, was say in terms of in the I suppose the change in their change in their rating of minus fifty four. Like I mean that that certainly rings true. I don't think Waterford really ever seemed to get started properly. No, definitely not. Now, if you look at the current ratings, you can really see that different strata have kind of formed. You have kind of separate clusters of teams around Division 1 who are, you know, the teams that'll be competing in the All-Ireland. So you maybe have three teams who are over 2050. So these are the real, like, contenders. These are the teams you'd expect to be competing to win All-Ireland. Mm. You'd expect to be in the final or semi-final. These would be the favourites in most matches. So this currently comprises of Galway, Kilkenny and Tip. Kilkenny had fallen out of it briefly, but they're right back up there. And Galway... If they don't write things soon, they may find themselves falling out of it. Um, yeah. You know, I think that's fair enough to say that the, these are all ones you take seriously. Then from kind of 1920 to 1970, you have the Dark Horse teams, the ones that, you know, they're they're very good. They're not the best. You wouldn't say they're, you wouldn't say definitely going to win against Kilkenny or Tip or anything, but they could beat them on a given day. It wouldn't be yeah. implausible. So there you have kind of Clare, Cork, Limerick, Waterford, Wexford, which again, I think you'd. I think that seems fair enough. Yeah, no, I, I, I think Clare have always been rated a dark horse, and certainly Wexford, Wexford, Limerick, you know, Waterford. I think they all fit in that. I, I think they all fit in that island. Yeah, Limerick had uh, been below that before this year, but they've mm. kind of risen up there. Um, Waterford had been above it, and they've fallen, and then kind of Wexford have secured their place in that section. Yeah. Uh, then uh, around the eighteen hundreds, you have the strata, which I'm going to call the Dubs. Uh, this is just Dublin on an island of their own. Uh, more than 100 rating points from the nearest team in either direction. They are too good for the terrible teams and too terrible for the good teams. It's It's been a strange year for them. Just definitely, you know, they had a lot of hype coming into the year with Pat Gilroy. And, and now just, they're just... They're just, just away on the, well. you know, just a, away on an island of just meh. Surrounded, you know, too far from either side. No one wants to play hurling with them. And then sub-1700, the rest. The teams who are playing the McDonough Cup or are probably going to be relegated to the McDonough Cup. Uh, so that's Offaly, Leash, Carlo, Westmeath, Antrim, Kerry, Meath. I, I think, you know, are there any of those kind of ratings you disagree with with Peter or do you think they're all fair enough? They seem pretty good to me for the most part. Uh, I, think they're pre- I think they're pretty accurate. Like, I think Galway, Kilkenny, Tip, uh, I don't think anyone would argue that, the, you know, they're always pretty much the favourites anyway, year mm. in, year out, in terms of for appearing in an All-Ireland final. Yeah. And then with the Dark Horse rating, Clare, you know, Cork, Limerick, Waterford, Wexford, it seems reasonable to me. Maybe question marks, maybe about Cork and yeah. Waterford, the only, the but only it's kind I'll of... say, though, with Cork, I, I mentioned the tournament rating and I've been doing those for the last few years and probably going to make an article out of it. And Cork have had some of their best championship performances come immediately after terrible leagues. They are totally... 
their league performance indica- seems to indicate nothing uh, <laughs> compared to other teams. They're exactly. Really down. So it's it's still like even you know even the great run they went on last year, their league was very uneven. They would play amazingly one game and terribly the next. So mm. I'm I'm not going to write off Cork yet. They do need to improve from the league, but I I feel I find it hard to write them off until I see more evidence that they have disimproved. We'll adopt the wait and see approach. Yeah. On this topic, anyway, of league reviews, it might be good to go team by team. Each team in Division 1, did they meet expectations? What were they good at? What were they bad at? How will they do in the upcoming All-Ireland? And, you know, just any other thoughts you might have about them. Cool. Let's do that. Number one, Antrim. Started the year at rating of 1645 and now at 1618. Rating change of minus 27. So according to Pewter, they uh, fell below expectations. What do you think? Yeah, I think that's pretty accurate. I think they are always so... They're always very close to actually just pulling off wins. With You know, with Galway actually was one. You yeah. know, Galway and their match and against Dublin, Dublin yeah. were two examples of matches that they could have won. And it's actually funny to think that Galway actually nearly lost to, nearly lost to Antrim. But like you'd believe Dublin after their opening to Offaly that they'd lose, and you know they only won it. They they should have drawn really. They just got a, I think a free or sixty five or something in the last yeah. minute of the match. But yeah, it's kind of one of those things of like they really did come so close in on certain occasions and just weren't didn't have yeah that enough of a push to get them over the line, especially when it came to actually some of their weaker opposition. Just not enough to do the do what they needed to do. The relegation game, they came so close to um, pulling it off, but again, just kind of felt. I wouldn't quite say that they fell below, fell short of expectations, because I think really the expectation was that they were going to get relegated. I think once the venues were announced and you saw that they didn't have any home games against the weaker teams, um, I think that really put them at a disadvantage. I think they did well to get at least one win against Offaly, but it it wasn't enough. But really. I don't know if we were expecting anything more from Antrim. I think inter- if, you, if you look at the scoring margin, certainly they overperformed, but that doesn't really count for anything when you can't get the wins. Yeah, when you when you score a lot, but you can't, you don't, you still don't win. Yeah, it's, doesn't say um doesn't say a whole pile. I uh, I was kind of disappointed to see them, to be honest, relegated this year. But I don't like seeing teams go up and down mm. within a year. But uh, you kind of like yeah. to allow for a grace period of staying in for at least you know two years before you can be relegated. But you know we have enough crazy rules yeah, we within divisions do. without adding you know a couple of a couple of extra ones on, uh, l- let alone unfair rules you know that already discriminate against teams. Yeah. Overall, though, yeah, disappointed that they went down. I kind of had higher hopes for them, and kind of as they were playing as the year went on, I was kind of thinking, oh well, we'll see now and. Mm. you know see if they can at least take out pull out one win or just enough they're to perhaps keep them unfortunate in. as well that i think most years you'd expect a lot of years maybe we've had kind of the bottom three take one win against all one another and there's a rock paper scissors mm. situation goes to scoring margin and this year awfully went and scored two and won two matches um as to dublin so you know they they were antrim were stuck in the bottom two really once once that kind of second win happened yeah. from the other teams because I think on points margin they would have done quite well they might have snuck into fourth place even but uh, yeah it wasn't to be so uh, in terms of all Ireland prospects eh, well I mean you know they're in the uh, Joe McDonough the new second tier mm. so if they finish top two in that then they'll get one uh, game against third place in Leinster Munster I think they have as good a chance of, of anyone uh, reaching the Joe McDonough final I don't think they'll win I think it'll probably be won by Leash yeah 
And I, you know, I, I do think it'll be competitive, especially between maybe the three of Antrim, Carlo, Westmeath. But I think Antrim have as good a chance of anyone. And I think probably they will have built some confidence and some experience from taking on teams like Galway and, you know, not just capitulating to them. So, uh, you know, I, th- I think as good a chance as anyone. And maybe if things go right for them, maybe if they can finally beat Leash this time, you never know. They'll get promoted up to Leinster, which would be nice and uh, also lead to two teams not geographically in Leinster being in Leinster, which would be fun, along with Galway. <laughs> Unless Galway are relegated, but I don't think they've disimproved that much. I doubt it. Next up, number two, Clare, our own dear county that we will be heavily biased in favour of. So they started in 1952, finished at 1969 in terms of rating. Sweet. So Plus. Yeah. Plus 17. So exceeded expectations, met expectations, fell short. Um, I think overall they exceeded expectations. Um, I think you had two flat years previ- uh, for the two years previous. I thought they were quite flat. And I think this year, definitely there was a change in the team itself. I think they were definitely more aggressive in their scoring. Definitely were able to like pull massive leads in games. Maybe not necessarily maintain them yeah. when, you, when, when you would like. But they were able to put like like within the first 15 minutes to put huge scores on the board before really other teams could get started which was something that was I think lacking let's say from previous years and certainly able to just kind of keep the game going and like really I think overall like I was happier with their performances this year than I was in 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 the previous two years well two years ago they won the league but in terms of their All-Ireland two years ago I guess yeah Yeah, which which fell kind of very flat once they reached the quarterfinal yeah, I think like really, if there were criticisms, I think why is there something to be worked on? But to be honest, Clare are hardly the only team that really suffer from an issue of wides. I think that was something that we've kind of seen for a lot of times this year going through wides. I think it was just scoring from play at certain patches. They go through quiet patches, like you know, you could have ten minutes of no scoring, which was concern was of concern to me. And then uh, although they certain although Peter Duggan proved otherwise, I think free-taking sometimes wasn't as advantageous to Clare as really it should have been. Altogether, they seem to have figured it out with Peter Duggan for the Limerick match, so yeah. hopefully that kind of form continues going forward. Yeah, I think I'm on the same page as you. I think they did better than expected this year. Mm. Last year, obviously, they were in the relegation game in, in 1A, and they did win it, but it was a very shaky start to the year, and you know, really, I suppose, didn't get too much better in the All-Ireland itself. Yeah, I, I think good bit better than we expected. Won their opening three games. Won both of the finalists in the uh, in the end. Uh, won over both finalists, and you know only lost their quarterfinal in free taking contest. You know it was only a tiny one thing changing tiny, and they would have reached a semi final. So I think positives definitely for Clare. Maybe they did falter a bit towards the tail end of the league. I think they should have beaten or at least played better against Waterford. They seemed to just kind of concede that match. They weren't overly pushed mm. and they fell a bit flat in their Wexford game but I think the, the match against Limerick they really fought hard and that kind of restored my confidence as well in terms of what they were good and bad at, yeah as you mentioned freeze they were not they just weren't getting freeze uh, to begin with so they couldn't really score for them but again that's something that seemed to come a bit better in the Limerick match and so hopefully that's something that's being worked on yeah overall I think I'm confident in them Terms of all Ireland prospects, uh, said it a million times. I'll, I'll say it a few times more. Munster's impossible to predict this year. I think Tip will be 
in the Munster final. I don't know who will be meeting them. I don't know who will be third. I think it could be any of the other four. could be in any other position. You know, start of the year we were thinking maybe Limerick will be the weak link. The other four will all be kind of jostling. Now I think, you know, Limerick are right in contention. Cork and Watford look more vulnerable, but you never know. They might turn things around and become the team they were last year as well. So yeah, I have no idea. But I think what Clare have shown over the course of the league is that they are able for anyone. You know what, they have as good a chance as any of the other teams. I think after last year, you'd be questioning them and thinking maybe they'd be the ones who wouldn't progress beyond Munster. But I think they've shown that they're perfectly capable. Yeah, if they can just show up ready and keep on building on the improvements they've made you never know it won't be easy but uh, i think they have a solid chance peter duggan that's all i'm gonna say team number three cork started at 1951 finished at 1936 rating change of minus 15 and i would say definitely uh definitely fell short of expectations they had such an exciting year last year they won the Munster championship in fairly spectacular fashion yeah fell in the semi-final you know, overall, it looked like Cork were back after a few shaky years. This league did not follow that up at all. They they won their opening game against a Kilkenny team who were still very much figuring things out. So yeah. I don't know how representative that was. And they won the relegation game really probably mostly because Waterford had a player sent off. So, yeah, very, very surprised. I think definitely fell short. I think this one maybe the um, rating change it doesn't represent just how much they kind of underperformed compared to our expectations the tournament tournament rating that i mentioned earlier maybe is a bit more representative because that had them performing around the level of an 1850 team which would be closer to someone like dublin uh which is about 100 rating points below what you would have expected from cork at the start of the year yeah i i think very disappointing in terms of what they were good about uh you know they still have some really good players they still have some very good key players and they can stay in games fairly well if they can just kind of maybe control the pace a bit more, get place balls, don't give up too much possession. But their discipline just seemed really poor a lot this year. They gave up a lot of frees. They There were a lot of red cards. A lot, yeah. And they were not fighting for possession like they did last year. They, no. they had a really good flow last year that they just didn't have this year. They had a lot of turnovers. Um, just looked, a poor attitude. Looked quite slow on the field as well, actually. And whether that's just at this time of the season... Um, and they're doing a lot of, you know, I don't know, gym work or they're they're gearing up for the championship and they're more championship oriented orientated and focused. But certainly not maybe as smooth or as um maybe targeted as they have been in previous years. Now, I think as you said, like it's kind of, you know, they could very easily turn around for the championship and you know you could be talking about a different cork come the start of the championship. And I think that could well be the case, but their league certainly didn't really impress. They didn't no. really seem to start right at all. No, I, I think, yeah, if Cork can recapture their form of last year, then the sky's the limit. You know, they could reach semifinals, finals, whatever uh, they want to do. But if they don't pick it up soon, they'll find themselves on the wrong side of the table in Munster very quickly. And, like, it, it, you don't have to fall too far, I think, before Munster will get out of reach. It's just too competitive. Yeah, other than that, I don't think there's much there. I don't think I have much else to say about Cork. I think disappointing year for them this year. We'll see what happens in the championship. Team number four, Dublin, started at rating of 1865, finished at 1815. Big rating drop. Uh, I would agree with computer. Fell very short of expectations. Their opening match against Offaly, where they were hammered by them, 
It would have it would have made sense in 1998, but not yeah. 2018. And again, like totally fell apart in the quarterfinal against Tipperary when they really shouldn't have because everything was going their way when they just seemed to give up. Yeah. Oh God, you're reminding me now. Barely, barely. That was an awful match. They barely reached fourth place in one B. Like they they lost fourth, to a fourteen place, man Tipperary. Fourth place normally in fourth place in one B normally goes to the team that wasn't quite bad enough to reach the relegation game. Yeah. It's not a position of honor. It's in the it's like a position for the team that wasn't quite bad enough. Like they had some good moments, you know, they seemed to put up a decent fight at times and kind of make a game of it against Galway and they they did have some patches here or there, but nowhere they never had a full half of play that was good, let alone a full game, I think. Mm. Or another, you know, another bad example. They, as I said earlier, against Antrim, they almost drew or almost lost to Antrim too. Like, really disappointing. And there was a lot of hype about this team. You know, you had Pat Gilroy coming in, which people were excited about. And there was talk of a lot of players coming back to the panel and so on. But um, they've really, really fallen short. There was a lot of talk and yeah. not a lot of hurling. <laughs> There's no. a lot of talk, you know, that that's that, that. if you wanted to sum it up, like, it was like, be talk about Pat, you know, Pat Gilroy, you know, and and look, to be fair to Pat Gilroy, like he's him coming on the scene immediately is not going to make a massive difference no. as to how they play. You probably have to give him another. I think I think year it did just two. highlight though, like uh, people were very ready to scapegoat Dirk Cunningham last year, mm. and I think this season has just kind of revealed that the problems ran a lot deeper than him. I don't think you know. I still think it was the right choice for him to leave at the end of last season because people were I just sick, sick of him. him. I think I think he'd I think he'd lost the ear of the team and everything else. I don't think it would have done him good to stay on. But Dublin have a lot more problems than people had realized. They'd fallen a lot further than people had realized. As I said, like you know, I was, I was going through tournament ratings recently, finding out the future article and going through the last few years. It's it's hard. It's easy to forget. Like it isn't that long ago that Dublin were winning against the likes of Kilkenny and like real top tier teams. They you know they won a league. They won in Leinster, and you would not guess it now. You know, looking at the current team, just how recent that was. Yeah, I think for all Ireland prospects, before the season started, I thought maybe reasonable chance of coming third in Leinster. I'm making it to the knockout stages. Knockout stages, because at the start of the year I was assuming Kilkenny were still vulnerable and had fallen off, and you know maybe on a good day you know Dublin beat Wexford or something like that. But no, I think I think Dublin they're definitely falling out of the knockout stage of the All Ireland. They I'd say will probably come fourth in Leinster, hopefully beating Offaly this. If they don't beat Offaly this time, they're getting relegated though. It's crazy that that's even something that seems plausible now. But like honestly, Dublin. Really, really a long shot to reach knockout stage of the All-Ireland and looking increasingly possible that they could even be relegated if they don't turn things around very, very soon. Which would be amazing if they were relegated in Leinster. It would be quite funny. Like, awfully knocking them out. Yeah. I, I don't think there's much else to say. Like, God, yeah. Dublin disappointed this year. Um, They would want to turn things around quite fast. Let's continue our role of disappointing teams. Number five, Galway. Started at 2,112, finished at 2,072, minus 40. And uh, yeah, I'd, I'd agree with Computer. They fell short of... I mean, their expectations were maybe a bit too high. Last year was an incredible year for Galway hurling. Uh, they just won all around them. They could do nothing wrong last yeah. year. and it, it is very harsh to compare them, I suppose, against like a yeah. superb campaign all last year. 
but at the same time, they did fall short of expectations. I think minimum expectations were... I, I don't know if people were saying, oh, they'll like repeat, win the league again. Mm. Especially maybe after their first couple of matches and they looked a bit behind the pace and so on. But I think people still thought, you know, favourites for promotion up to 1A. Yeah. You know, it, it seemed kind of ridiculous. They were still in 1B after winning the league. Uh, but I thought, you know, sure, they'll be, they'll be back up to 1A next year, whatever. And they did not succeed in that. They... I mean, full credit to Limerick for getting promotion. So I think Limerick were fully deserving. But you would have expected Galway to win. And I think they should have done better in the... They had a very odd league. Yeah. And then and then their quarterfinal again, um, losing to Wexford. Again, it's a case where, mm. like, full credit to Wexford. They did a great job. But based on last year, you would, Galway didn't really have much trouble with Wexford in the Leinster final last year. And you would have expected them to, sh- to do to do much better and they won that Leinster final by about 10 points and it's kind of funny you think as well like Galway you wouldn't have expected them to to nearly lose to Antrim you know that's an unexpected result you wouldn't figure that they were going to that they should have trouble in playing a team like Antrim it's out of the question that you would even think of that in the first place Um, and even looking at some of the matches where they won well in the end like their match against Dublin like that had a comfortable scoreline at the end of it but even when they were leading by lots they let Dublin get back into that and get let them get back in within a couple of points before they kind of made a bit of distance again like they just Mm. didn't seem on top and I know they are still missing players and all that and you know not everyone's quite fit but I think they have a deeper panel than that, that you, can, you can't use that as, as an excuse I think for the players that they have yeah I don't know if it's a if it's a still a hangover from last year or if uh, it was interesting actually I was reading an interview with some Tipperary player and he was saying the problem everyone thought that they were hungover after 2016 they're all Ireland but he was saying that really the problem was they were overtraining from you know, or at least some of the players were overtraining from kind of being determined not to flop the year after and I kind of wonder if it is a mix where maybe some players it is a championship hangover and then others it's them trying too hard and they've kind of worn themselves out and they're just not quite right and a bit jittery, a bit panicky. Yeah. Um, I, th- I think it could be a mix kind of depending on which player you're looking at. Um, but, no, uh, not naming any names. <laughs> not naming any names. <laughs> uh, no, but like, yeah, I, I don't know. Whatever it is anyway, go away. They just didn't look quite ready. Their conditioning was not what you'd expect. They, they, their discipline wasn't quite as good either. You know, last year they were they were always a tough physical team, but mm. it didn't manif- manifest itself into. There certainly were a few incidents. Players and like massive, you know, bad fouls and red cards and yellow cards. But this year, yeah, they they definitely played a lot dirtier. And maybe it was out of frustration and not playing as well as they wanted to. I don't know, but just weren't great at this league. There wasn't any one thing. I think it was just lots of things not clicking for them. Yeah, I think, look, um, really, in summary, it's kind of a case of, you know, based on on the year they had last year, would have expected them to play better. And they didn't. They fell short, I think, of where they should have been. Like, I wasn't expecting them to win every single match they played, but uh, I didn't expect them to give in some of the performances they did. Um, and we'll see what what's going to happen for them going forward. But look, I wouldn't write them off anyway. I think no. it's, I think it's a case of we'll see a different goal. We come out of the championship. I think so too. I think if you look at Leinster, like they should beat Offaly, they should beat Dublin. 
they can probably get a win or a draw against one of Wexford or Kilkenny, and that's probably enough to reach a Leinster final between all those. Even if they don't get that, I'm sure they'll come in third place and they'll still be into the knockout stages. And, you know, by then they'll have had plenty of time to build momentum and get themselves back in order. So I think there's no reason they, we shouldn't see them again. Minimum quarterfinal, but I'd expect a semi-final appearance from Galway again this year, assuming that this league campaign isn't more indicative of deeper problems. Only time will tell. Now, finally, a team that wasn't disappointed. It, well, no, it was disappointing because we were hoping that they were going to be bad. They have been good for too damn long. And <sighs> and all the signs were there that this was finally going to be like the long-awaited downfall of Kilkenny, where they finally just properly fell apart. You know, they obviously they haven't won a championship the last couple of years, but, you know, they, they were still just waiting for, like, a Kilkenny relegation or something. And, you know, it, it looked so promising. The first couple of games, they lost to Cork, they lost to Clare, and then they just won after that they just won and they won and they kept on winning and now they're the league champions yeah (laughs) (laughs) i think yeah that pretty much much sums it up i think that pretty much sums up the whole country's feelings on 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 this issue (laughs) i'm so sick of kilkenny but you gotta admire it though you have to give them credit like people always say that after they win like championships and everything like no i don't i'm sick of them but like in fairness Everything seemed to be against them this year, and they just totally showed showed the rest of the country. Like it's it, it's it's the one time I, I guess I can admire them this time because it's the one time they did come in as an underdog. We're not used to them being an underdog at all, but yeah, incredible turnaround, excellent job by them. Really, just showed determination, hard and like that perfect balance. I think that every team wants to get in the league between experimenting and figuring out yeah. who your players are going to be and what your tactics are going to be and how you're going to play against different teams, balancing all that experimentation with actually getting results right now and winning matches right now. And, Mm. you know, not only not getting relegated, but going through the knockout stages and winning in the end. Yeah, this was a prime example of how to run a league campaign. And I think Kilkenny got everything they wanted to get out of this. I think even if they hadn't won the final, they'd achieved all their goals. They'd figured out a lot of stuff that needed to be figured out. And really weirdly, winning, winning the league was probably just the cherry on top for them and they certainly did mix it up um you have to hand to them they did like there were a lot of new faces that came on there was a lot of experimentation and i think to their credit uh, as you've said like it, it worked really well for them they got they struck a nice balance i would say if i was to if i had one criticism or one thing you, you know you could point to where there is a source of, of worry or potential worry that they are very reliant on tj reed to put scores on the board for them um yeah. from freeze if, if one of those teams does pull a uh, Nancy Kerrigan on TJ Reid. Um, they will be in trouble without him, to be sure. Yeah, I mean, like, on average, he what, probably contributes over 50% of, the sc- um, of Kilkenny's score from freeze. Yeah. You know, even a drop-off and, you know, if you were to, you know, TJ Reid is injured, we'll say somehow, I don't know, piano falls on him. You know, we won't give you tips. Just you know, We won't give you we're, tips. We're not, we're not advocating it. Just you use know, your imagination. Razor blade lined hurley bosses are <laughs> giving going for the shins just a you know a new meaning, but um if TJ if something were to befall TJ it, that would put him out of action for we'll say a couple of weeks I I mean he is like a huge platform for them yeah. for their matches I mean he they're reliant you know he's his accuracy and I, they are massively reliant on freeze and that is definitely weakness but the only thing as well I have to say is 
if mm. they're forcing that many frees in the first place, they must be doing something right. That exactly. seems to find them such a threat. Um, and also in terms of positives, I, I think just something that hasn't been mentioned enough that I was mentioning a bit earlier in the final. Defensively, they've really picked things up. They have very much tightened their game. I think to Kilkenny, people often just think like they're just all, you know, it's all high skill. They don't necessarily have the toughness. I mean, that's always been wrong, that thought. But I think they've just kind of reminded us again this year, like the fact that they shut down both Wexford and Tipperary from play. And those are two teams that do extremely well from play. They depend on scores from play more so than other teams. Yeah. And it's just normally an area that they're so good at. And they were just, they just couldn't do it against uh, Kilkenny. I think, um, I think just going back to my point, I suppose, on TJ, like if, you know, if TJ is injured and they have to replace him with, someone else in terms of free taking duty like you would want to hope that he had they are as accurate as tj is otherwise i think their game overall they'll definitely drop a few points if they don't have him yeah yeah which could be which can be all the difference in uh, i suppose in the margins against certain teams mm. but i think overall like yeah it's an incredible achievement for kilkenny they'll obviously be happy with how the how the league has finished out for them i don't think really anyone really expected it well maybe the diehard ardent kilkenny supporters yeah. but that could just be bias i'm, I'm well. looking like, over our bold prediction list from like the start of the year and one of the predictions was that kilkenny will be relegated to 1b so in in my my ideal world they have been yeah however <laughs> but, they um, did help with my prediction as well in that same episode that the league will be won by a 1a team so by not getting relegated you know they also helped achieve that or even we're we're even so (laughs) yeah so uh if we want to try and build up a lead in terms of bold predictions how do you think they'll do in the all-ireland um i think you could expect to see them in a semi-final i'd agree with that i still don't think they are you know the team from five years ago as we were saying they aren't you know it's just you know you it's just their team back then was just so dominant like it was to the point of being boring you know it was they were just so untouchable they aren't anywhere near that but they're absolutely a contender they're in amongst the top teams they need to be taken seriously i think they'll be back in a leinster final this year uh, if they continue how they have been and if they don't reach the final they're still going to get through to the quarterfinal and probably semi-final through uh you know preliminary preliminary round or something you know they're not going to go below third place in leinster yeah i, I think any you know they anywhere from quarterfinal up to winning the whole thing uh, i don't think I would have them as my favourites to win the All-Ireland, but they have to be considered. I, I don't think you can ignore a team that wins the league. Yeah, well done to them, I guess. F*** Chris. Okay, this team won't take long. Leash started at a rating of 1637, finished at 1636. They were exactly the same as always. They won a game in the regular season, and then they won the relegation game. They hung in there, kitty. They still have Ross King which stops them from losing everything, but they have no momentum in either direction. They're There's just not much to say about them because they're still exactly the same and just not going anywhere. They're not bad enough to get relegated. Despite being in the relegation match every single year, they always manage to win it. They're experts at winning relegation games. Yeah, they're marginally better than the 2A teams for the most part, but they're nowhere near good enough for the rest of the teams in Division 1. In terms of what they're good at, as I said, Ross King scores sometimes. It's pretty good. All-Ireland prospects, they will probably get like a, to the knockout stages by coming in the top two of the McDonough Cup. I don't think it's guaranteed. I think on a given day, yeah, Westmeath, Carlo, Antrim, mm. they can probably beat Leash on a given day. But I think over the course of five matches, Leash will probably come out in the top two. Uh, so they'll, they might win the McDonough Cup and get 
promoted back up to Leinster. They'll just hang on but in there. They won't win their. Uh, they won't win their uh, knockout round not, game. No, they'll just go nowhere. Um, they're probably the most frustrating team that we have to talk about. Well, now that Offaly aren't as like hilariously a shambles as they were last year. Well, Offaly are plus three, my friend. Plus yeah. three. Um, we'll, we'll get to them in a bit. <laughs> but uh, yeah, Leash, they're incredibly frustrating. Ross King is their Shane Dooley, and they're very lucky to have him because the, he's the only reason they've actually stayed anywhere. The Shane Dooley of Leash is like the most backhanded compliment. <laughs> it's, uh, I Shane to... Dooley of Leash. Um, <laughs> well, say, what age is Ross King? I hope he's young because they are going to be awfully reliant on him for the next couple of years to stay where they're at. Yeah. Um, and after which, when he's retired, I expect them to fall fall away to the wayside. But we we shall see. I think we should print up T-shirts, which is like personalized for your hometown or your profession, and it's like you're the Shane Dooley of blank. Or it's like <laughs> you're you're good. You would be good enough to start in better, you know, in better places. But you're not there. You're in this terrible place. <laughs> and just hope that things improve someday. I think it's what our fans demand. I think so. Along with all those MOGA caps that we couldn't sell. Gotta clear out that warehouse. Okay, let's move on to a team that actually... Another team that really did improve this year. I, I think my vote anyway for best, most improved team over the course of the league, and Pewter agrees, uh, Limerick. Started the year at 1855, finished at 1920, and I think they're still probably underrated. Superb league campaign. Like, won all their Division 1B matches, gained promotion after so many years of yeah. being runner-up. Like, it was so frustrating for them, year in, year out, just stuck down in 1B. They finally gotten promoted to 1A. They won a very, unfortunately won a very exciting quarterfinal against Clare. Pushed the semifinal against Tip to extra time. And, mm. you know, were really unlucky, really, in, in the fashion that they lost an extra time, conceding the goal from a puck out and everything. But uh, all in all... Really, really good league campaign. I think after years of people saying that, you know, this team has potential and everything, they finally seem to be putting it together. Things are finally clicking. They've just, they seem to have figured things out a bit more. And then you have like some players like Gillan has been absolutely superb. They do still lack experience against some of the real like top tier teams, but I, that's something that'll come in time. I think, yeah, Limerick, superb year. Just their scoring alone. You look at the scoring margins that they had over the year. I think that says enough about it. Yeah, really good. Beat beat teams that they were not favorites against. Stayed close against you know other you know even when they couldn't win they stayed very close and then the teams where they were favorites you know against teams like Offaly or Leash or Antrim they absolutely hammered them. Uh, so they did everything that that they should have done really to be honest. Um, this technically, year technically technically like last year they also reached semi final but just the fashion in which they went out was totally different. You know last year they never stood a hope in that in that semi-final whereas this time pushed it to extra time just totally different team yeah um certainly really really impressive made a great start uh made a great start and had a had a pretty good finish as well like i think i suppose the difference between them and tip was actually them the difference between the, themselves tip and claire you know that that difference which was quite wide i think at one stage has kind of definitely uh contracted considerably yeah. i think with tip i think they just seemed a bit nervous um they didn't start off as maybe confidently as they as they should have um given their performances of late but 
uh, like I think still the fact that they managed to push it to extra time having not started that match brilliantly I think was very impressive not to mention that they're probably their best scorer was slightly hobbled for most of it too exactly and to chip away at the lead that tip had built up at, at certain stages was extremely impressive and against Claire, like obviously look we went to like a free-taking competition really so they're well at they hang in there they're tenacious and i think that's going to serve them well in terms of all ireland then as said you know monster's too hard to predict but sir like if you were to base things purely on this year's league if you didn't know what happened last year you'd have you'd have to say limerick like They'd be one of the three. Yeah. They'd be one of the three, easily. Now, I don't know if Waterford and Cork can turn it back on. It's going to complicate things a lot. But certainly based on this performance, if they can maintain, you know, anything like what they were doing in the league. If if the performances of of the league, you know, were to carry through to the Munster round, then you'd have Limerick, Tip and Clare out, we'll say, you know, out onto the further rounds and Waterford and Cork staying as they were. And I think even if, if Limerick can reach, say, you know, a quarterfinal or something like that, then either coming third or losing in Munster final, I think still they'd probably be good enough to beat whatever team came out of Leinster in the same mm. position. I, I would expect that Limerick should be able to reach a semi-final if they can get through Munster. If they're good enough to get through Munster, I think they're good enough to get to a semi-final. I think that's definitely a possibility. I wonder how many teams we've said are going to get to a semi-final so far. I hope it's like eight by the we end said- of this. We said Kilkenny and we said we said Kilkenny and we said Limerick. Did we say Galway? I think I did. I, I think Galway probably can. Yeah, we'll put them in. I'm gonna say Claire too, because we have to be biased in their favour. Yeah. I'm gonna say uh, Tip. I'm gonna say Waterford gonna... if they can improve, and I'm gonna say Wexford. I think all of those teams will be in the semi final. Yeah. Lock it in. Lock it in. Locked in. <laughs> I'm just going to say, I have my <laughs> spreadsheet with our proposed predictions and one of the columns is, did it end up happening? And I'm just already going to type in no. Uh, <laughs> go on there. So, semi-finalists. Let's see, Claire, Galway, Limerick, Kilkenny, Tipperary, Waterford, Wexford. Yeah. Wait, you would Those Claire... seven teams will be in the semi-finals. Heard it here first. Yeah. I'm confused now. <laughs> oh, okay. Awfully. Awfully. Uh, and, and did they... I, they did exceed expectation, but their expectations was that they would continue plummeting. They they nearly beat Kilkenny, and they won, They beat Dublin. I forgot about that. That was, a, that was an impressive performance against Kilkenny, okay? The Dublin one was was great. They still though did fall apart against Galway Everyone and else. Limerick, and they lost <laughs> to Antrim. So like you know, awfully they're still not a good team. But you can't be totally complacent against them anymore. And I I think that's an improve. They they definitely improved over last year because last year they were just atrocious. In in their own small way, yeah. They've done they've done you know they've they've at least tried to set a course in the right direction. Yeah. It's still it's still possible it's a dead cat bounce. I don't think we have enough evidence, you know, that it's not just like a brief little you blip know, reverting to the mean of like sometimes winning matches before they continue declining. But no, I, I think probably probably it is the case that they you know, last year was them bottoming out, that was the worst they got. They got the mediation from, from Brian Cowan, you know, they, they got the new manager who seems to know a bit more about what he's doing, um, and seems to have the team more on his side. 
yeah, I, I think I think better. You know, just they seem more spirited. They won a few games. They came third in one B, which is solid. You know, they're not in it's fourth a, place finally. Yeah, it's an improvement in terms of where they've placed. It um, is, and the, you know, in in full fairness to them, though, the the quarterfinal against Kilkenny, which I almost forgot about, that was a very surprising performance where they just would like you know, they. I don't know if they were ever leading in the match, but. They just would not go away until the very, very end of the match. They just Kilkenny just couldn't create a big difference in the scoreline. So no, definite positives for Offaly, but at the same time, they like they still they've over the last few years they've just fallen so much. It used to be you know if they made a bit of an improvement like that they they'd be solid, but now like there's still a lot of a gap to close. There's a really large gap to close between them and the next worst team, and I don't think they've done that yet. I think. And I think if if you're kind of worried, looking forward to the All Ireland, they have to be the favourites for relegation to the McDonough Cup. I think they'll really have to perform well to come fourth in Leinster, even with a poor Dublin. Yeah, even with a poor Dublin, I think that's a very tall ask. So I I don't see them winning against you know Galway, Kilkenny, or Wexford. So the win will have oh, to come against not. Dublin and. I don't. I don't see Dublin getting that complacent again, and I like to think that Dublin have learned at least a few things from the rest of the league. You know that was right at the start of the league, so it'll be a tall order. I think maybe start of the year I would have said awfully hundred percent sure they are going to get relegated. Now I'm like ninety, eighty percent sure. You know it's an improvement, but there's still a lot of work to do. There you go, awfully slightly better, but not good enough. Next up, Tipperary. Computer had them initially rated at 2069, and they finished the year at 2079. So, did they exceed or fall short of expectations? Uh, I think they did better than... Ex- I think they, you know, pretty much matched expectations or exceeded them slightly. I think they definitely... My expectation any anyway for them was quite high this year. I think maybe a disappointing final, but I think overall, like, I think they pretty much stayed the course... They put in some solid performances. They had fairly close division. You know, they did no better or no, you know, they didn't do significantly better or worse. But then when it came to the, we'll say the knockout stages, they definitely put in the work where it was yeah. required and definitely showed their class. There's a lot of things that they did right. And I think maybe it was just a false start really in that final that I I think it does more of a disservice to how they how well they played um throughout the league. Yeah. I, I don't know if I can say that they really exceeded expectations because I expected them to win the league. But, I mean, you know, runner-up, that's it's you can't be disappointed with that. I, I think mm. they were very good. Topping Division 1A is a very, very difficult task, so doing that, I think, was very impressive. Although, you know, it wasn't like they came five wins out of five. or yeah, You know, it was a very, very close. It was kind of down to scoring difference in the end between the top four teams. But... Yeah, I think Kilkenny, they still have great depth. Jason Ford's been on an incredible run, and if he can keep that up, like they can challenge anyone. I don't think they have any major flaws. I think just maybe sometimes they can struggle to get started, and maybe something that I think finally did, it hadn't caught up with them for most of the campaign, but I think finally did in the final. They can sometimes just give up a bit too much possession, you know, with long passes and so on. And It almost caught up with them against Limerick, I think. Just uh, Limerick definitely seemed to get a lot more possession, but weren't quite as clinical. But then once it happened against Kilkenny, who were much better at scoring and everything, yeah. uh, that finally got the better of them. That coupled with their own shooters having a bit of an off day can be their downfall but i still think tip you would have them as favorites against most teams and looking forward to the all-ireland i think they're the only team that i feel confident in saying 
that they will progress through Munster. Like, they will get to the knockout stages. I'm going to call that as my next bold prediction, that Tipperary will is it Is it really a bold prediction if it's, like, you know, if it's Tipperary you're calling to, you know, progress through Munster? I, 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 I you know, I dispute that, but we'll allow it. We'll I mean, allow it. I, I need something that we can laugh at, though. If You know, we can ignore it if, if it comes true, but then if it doesn't, then we can laugh at my past What was my bold and, prediction about Offaly? Oh, that they were going to eat Kevin Martin alive, and this year's going to be a disaster. Yeah, now that was a bold prediction. Was it? And I know, the way Offaly were, I wouldn't say that one was too crazy. What was my other bold prediction? That they beat Limerick. That was it. That they beat Limerick, yeah. Oh, yes, after the after the Dublin game. Yeah, that one. That was quite wrong. <laughs> that's a good bold prediction right that's there. A, that's a bold prediction right there. Yeah. That's the standard of a bold prediction. I, th- so I think my prediction of seven teams making the semifinals is pretty bold, though. I'm interested to see how that'll play out. Yeah, that should be interesting. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I might need to invent a new form of hurling that can handle prime numbers of teams. Oh. Right. We use it for encryption. <laughs> right. Waterford. Waterford. Started the year at 2017, finished at 1963. Disappointing. Yeah, disappointing year. And, you know, obviously relegated from 1A, so not where anyone wants to be. I mean, they finished last year runners-up and, you know, not by a huge margin either. I thought I really thought this year, I thought this year especially with, with Derek McGrath, I think people knew this is going to be his last year and... They really just fell flat. They just couldn't score at all. Except for against Clare for some reason. Against Clare, they finally got like their one good scoring performance. But every yeah. other match, they simply could not score. They seem sluggish. They normally are excellent at maintaining possession and everything. They weren't quite that same level this time. They won against Clare after Clare were already qualified and didn't really care that much. They won against Cork in the regular game, but Cork had a player sent off and then... They lost the relegation game, which is the one that really mattered against Cork, when they themselves got a player sent off. So nothing, nothing went there. Went right, right for them, I think. They just seemed to. They really just seemed to fail to start at all, or just put a mark on on. You know, there was no performance. I think that they no performance that they gave that really marked. Okay, now we're going for it. It always seemed like it almost seemed like they were on the cusp of next match. And then yeah. it was like next match, and then they ran and, out. Of and matches. then they ran out of matches, quickly, and it yeah. was a case of oh, and then relegation match. This is where we'll do it. Then no, yeah, you know they just like it. It seemed very unlike Waterford, yeah. and it didn't seem like oh, Derek McGrath has great plans and ambition, and he's for the for the championship. Every time I saw him interviewed, he just looked wrecked, <laughs> and I'd say he was just trying to figure something out for them. I don't think the blame lies with him, but I, I think he's he just looked like someone who was running out of ideas uh, to how to get things going again. Like they just can't recover from the All-Ireland loss or something. They just really seemed sluggish. I don't know. Yeah, like, and I know there was a lot of talk about, you know, oh, debutantes and new players start, you know, debutantes pl- starting for, for Waterford and mixing it up and the rest of it. That's only an optimistic point of view if those debutantes get results, though, and they simply didn't. I think it's just shown that they still have do not have enough enough depth in their panel. Because you look at you know other teams experiment with lineups, and obviously ones like Kilkenny got results out of. Tip even did quite a bit of experimentation, and they did very well out of it. Yeah, like I think you see the teams that, as I was saying, that kind of perfect balance of winning now while experimenting. The two teams that did it best were the finalists, and Waterford just didn't didn't succeed. I think if you're optimistic, you just say 
they are putting everything this year into the All Ireland because they've already they've they've done the league. They won the league in uh, 2015. They're they're you know they just only want the All Ireland now. But can you like win all when you're just that poor in the league? Can you turn it around that quickly? Can you suddenly get up to fifth gear when you've been playing in second up until this point? Mm. I don't know if they can. Like we know they're a better team than this. They might turn around. They might come out incredible in Munster, but they have really limited time now to figure things out. It's only a month away. And and just Munster being so tough too. And Limerick improving now. Clare seem back on track again. Like, where are they gonna get the wins? They're really gonna to have to fight for this. I think it's gonna be uh, yeah, like it's gonna be a dogfight. But I think Waterford have definitely done themselves a disservice with this league. Pewter considers them the most disimproved team, and I'd agree. Yeah, certainly just didn't really start and didn't really impress really for for all the for all the league. There's nothing I really thought was like spectacular about how they played. Yeah, we, um, disappointing to be honest, disappointing. But we'll see. Do you think? What do you think of you know them going forward to, through the All Ireland? Where do we think will they'll end up? You 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 said a semi final, didn't you? <laughs> Uh, yes, they are on the list of semi-finalists. So, um, how 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 credible do you rate that? Um, I still think that they like Munster. There, it's very tough. But at the same time, there will be other teams losing matches that they were hoping not to. There will be other upsets. I still think if they can just get back, maybe even halfway to where they were last year, they might sneak through third place. And I think the extra matches then would do them good. And I think mm. you know what they could you know third place they'd win easily there first round game after that quarterfinal onwards it'd be tough off position but you know i think there is still time for them but they need to find scores they just need people who can shoot and yeah if, if they don't find that in the next month um if they don't start getting back on track in that regard then yeah they're they're gone they kind of need, they kind of need all those and they need their key players back you know in top condition i suppose like you know mar shanahan has not really had a consistent you know match really i think um, all league austin gleason i think you know they're they just haven't been as big fixtures as we they really would have wanted for them and they definitely need to be on top form coming into a championship right final team now uh slightly more optimistic note in my opinion we'll see if you agree Mm. wexford started the year at rating of 1889 finished at 1925 plus 36 overall in my opinion now it's it's easy to forget this because they really did fall apart a bit in the semi-final but you know what start of the year i thought they were favorites to be relegated so did pewter and you know we saw pewter it's right on most matches it's way better predicting these things than us 70 percent it thought wexford were probably going to be relegated they ended up being the second team to book a quarterfinal spot. They ended up breaching the semifinals. I'd, I'd breached the semifinals as well, playing against Galway in the quarterfinals. Uh, yeah, which is an impressive scalp. Very impressive win. They, yeah, they, it, was a, it was a great league for them again this year. They built on the success they had last year. I think people were kind of waiting for the momentum to slow down and, you know, they'd finally maybe start leveling off a bit. I mean, maybe it did towards the end in the semifinals so on. I think Kilkenny have figured them out again after having a poor run against them last year. And it, at the very early start of this year, but um, no, Wexford like they're they're still on the rise. They still have more to show us, and yeah, I think they're just they're a, a very good team now. They're they've secured their position, I think, as one of the kind of dark horse teams who could win any given match. Maybe not the favorites all the time, but win any given match. I think 
you know they're on my list of of semi finalists. Very long list. I I do think I but I think minimum they reach a quarter final. I don't yeah. see them going lower than that, unless they really unless they really mess up against Dublin or or Offaly or something. But like they they should easily reach a quarter final. I I kind of think myself like having looked at how they played. Like I think very impressive. Um, certainly started their league and right up into the really end i think they played with all the determination and and energy that they they kind of have been known for i think maybe slightly slowed down maybe towards the end maybe against galway there were signs of it now they beat you know they beat galway and i don't know there was just more of a um a grind we'll say against galway on that note i i do think my one reservation with with wexford is the typical risk with Davy teams is that he does burn them out and I'm worried just mm. after the semi-final not so much the quarterfinal but I think definitely the semi-final they did look a bit wrecked and hopefully that match against Kilkenny said a lot yeah I, I hope that their conditioning will be fine for the All-Ireland because I'd hate to see them falter on something like that but it's just a concern based on previous experience but um you know, you never know. Maybe it's just Davy mind games. As well. I think with Kilkenny, I think it was more a case of they just looked tired and overtrained at that stage. I think it's definitely down to how balanced they are going forward in the championship. Could you know they could make they they could easily make it to a semi final if they're just if it's just pitched perfectly. I I definitely wouldn't rule them out from that. And I think look as long as Davy kind of keeps a sensible head and keeps them going the way they've been going without kind of overdoing it. I think they definitely sky's the limit really for Wexford. So yeah, in terms of all Ireland prospects, yeah, I think definitely they'll they'll get through Leinster one way or the other. Don't know if they'll mm. be in the final again this year. I thought they would be, but now they, they'll need to figure out Kilkenny again um, now that Kilkenny have stepped it up against them. I think they'll have to look very closely against, if they play Kilkenny... They'll have to look very closely against that game that they played and just learn from some of the mistakes, how they were set up and really just was the wrong, it was the wrong approach to take, to play Kilkenny. And I think, look, yeah, no, I think they could take on Kilkenny. I think they could make a Leinster final. I mean, I'd I'd certainly, if if any manager is going to analyze the hell out of that match and think of like a million, some of which might be insane ideas to like remake, (laughs) redesign the team and redesign the tactics, like Davey's going to be all over that. Yeah, there's no risk that they'll they'll try and play. I think any team the same way twice. It it makes them slightly unpredictable versus Brian Cody's uh, Brian Cody's kind of steady, more steady approach. But I do think to get beyond the quarterfinal stages, they'll need a bit of luck on their side and maybe just a few good days out. But we've seen teams win the All Ireland with just a few extra good days out more than we expected. So you never know with them. Certainly a great league for them. I, I think all in all, <laughs> you know, did a lot better than we expected them to. Yeah, so that's Wexford. We'll see what happens. And that is all the Division 1 teams. Now for Division 2. <laughs> we could go into the rest of the Joe McDonough, but like I, I feel the same way about all of them. Like They're all very competitive against one another, but as said, I think the most likely finalists are going to be Leash and Antrim. Maybe Leash yeah. and Carlo, maybe Leash and Westmeath, but yeah. Uh, put their... Do yourselves a favor. Put their all their names in a jar and then pick one out. That's gonna who. That's who's gonna win. And reach the semi final. Yeah. Warwickshire All Ireland semi final twenty eighteen. Just saying. Calling it now. Get hype. They'll get the rules changed. Don't worry about it. So the stage is set for the first of this year's All Ireland semi finals. Waterford confront- confronted with the biggest challenge of their season so far. Clare, Tipperary, Galway, Limerick, Wexford, Kilkenny. 
fully earned their right here to be here.